playing online and on smart devices. Now on London Scotty Radio, it's podcast time. I'm George Matlock. Welcome to London Scotty Radio, powered by London Scotty Club. I'm George Matlock, and here for the podcast, uh, we have a very special guest. Um, you'll all remember Sarah, Sarah Cox, who had a wonderful Scottish terrier by the name of Sophie. Uh, Sophie sadly uh, died earlier this year, and uh, for us at London Scotty Club, it was, of course, a terrible loss, but made worse because we had plans to actually visit um, Sophie and to get uh, a wonderful story from Sarah uh, on video. Instead, we're going to do this as a podcast. So first of all, I'd like to welcome you, Sarah. Thank you for joining us today. Good evening, George. Thank you for, for being on the show. And um, I wanted to start really by uh, perhaps if you would just tell us a little bit about Sophie, um, because she lived to the grand age of 16 and she became sort of the, the dame, didn't she, of the club. Did. Um, could I just correct you, George? She was 15, not 16. Okay. Oh, she was fi- she was 15. So, um, how far from her 16th birthday was she? Um, a few months. Right. And um, tell tell us about uh, Sophie because I, I'm right in saying this that she was certainly the the oldest member of the club uh, when she passed away. Um, this happened in uh, August. It did. Yes. Yes. Um. Oh, where do I start? I rescued Sophie. She was six months old when I got her. Um, I'd lost my previous Scotty Holly six months before that, and I vowed that was it. I wouldn't have any more. It was so heartbreaking. And I convinced myself on Christmas Eve I would get another one, and along came Sophie on Christmas Eve. How wonderful. When I I got her papers through from the Kennel Club, Mm -hmm. I cried. She was actually born the day that Holly died. So it was meant to be. She was a continuation of Holly for me. And I treasured her. I worshipped her. I live on my own. I have nobody else to think about. So I shared my life with her. She was an absolute scamp. In the first 48 hours of having her, she had eaten the skirting board in the utility room, the skirting board in the kitchen, and the plasterboard in the kitchen. That sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was told by her previous owner that she was house-trained, she was a good dog, and she was an absolute menace. (laughs) However, I persevered, um, and it seemed quite a short time, actually. She then was fully house-trained, but was still a scamp. Um, But the chewing up luckily stopped, and we became great pals. We became inseparable, to be honest. Um, I didn't go on holiday because I didn't want to leave her. I I would never put her in the kennels. Mm -hmm. And then she just became my life. So how... I go to work, and if I did go to work, I made sure somebody came Mm. to see to her. Um, she was actually better looked after than most people were, to be honest. 
so you, 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 as you say, you live alone and uh, you had uh, Sophie, but when, when Holly was with you, were you living alone at that time as well? Um, yeah, my, my late husband, um, we rescued Holly as well. She mm-hmm. lived with a, a person that was blind and sadly that person died. So she was used to being in a very quiet environment. Um, but unfortunately, um, in 2005, um, Holly was 12. Mm. Um, my mum died, then my husband died, and then six months later, uh, sorry, a year later, Holly died. So I was on my own for about a year with Holly. That must have been devastating to lose uh, two very important people around you and also to, to lose Holly like that. It was. It must have been absolutely devastating. Um, but losing Sophie has not been easy either, has it? No, that, that's because Sophie was my choice. Mm. Um, whereas Holly, my husband came home one day and said, would you like a dog? Mm-hmm. And my mum has always had Scotties, so I was used to a Scotty. Um, and my response was, why, what's wrong with it? <laughs> Which sounds <laughs> awful. Um, but usually, if you know, Scotties are known for, they're notorious, you know, for what the things that they do. Mm. And it was purely because her, her owner had died. And she she felt at home with me straight away. So you, you've obviously had some experience, clearly, with at least two generations of uh, rehomed, uh, what we call rescue dogs, yeah. Scotties. But I see that um, from uh, your the profile of Sophie, which we've obviously retained on the website, um, you've been an owner of Scotties for, what, 30 years now? Yes, yes. So were they um, always the, cho- the, the, the dog of choice for you? Um, I previously had a Westie, purely and simply because I couldn't afford a Scotty. Right. Um, and then... I was in a position where, you know, sort of, as I say, we rescued Holly, um, but then obviously I bought Sophie. But I'd always wanted a Scotty, but the Westie was, if you like, second best. <laughs> now, anyone who's got a Westie as well as a Scotty, we apologise for this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> for this honesty here. But no, tell us, um, I, that's remarkable. Uh, are you saying that Westies are cheaper to buy than, than Scotties? Because I didn't know that. I thought, you know, they're both. Uh, terriers from Scotland and I've um, never really thought about it I think Westies are cheaper to be perfectly honest um, when, I, when I bought my Westie um, this, we're going back to 1978 here um, he was £75 which was um, it was actually a lot of money mm, but was. I think the Scotties then were about 110 and that, that difference I couldn't afford mm. You know, I'd not long since been married and we weren't really in a position um, to sort of lash out that sort of money, if you like. And so we got a Westie. <laughs> I tried to die in black, but it didn't work. You died in black? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> well, a bit, a bit of Brill Cream, was it? <laughs> um, no, it was basically um, watercolour paint, black dust. <laughs> right. When you say it didn't work, I mean, how, how long did before it wore off? The, ra- the rains swept it away? No, I bathed him straight away. <laughs> you realised the error of your ways, you mean? I did. <laughs> so this was a, a sort of um, a, a brief moment of madness, was it? <laughs> I was only young. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great story. If, if you can't afford a Scotty, get a Westie and die in black. 
<laughs> but of course, you could have gone for another colour. You could have gone for a touch of the uh, the brindle or even the wheaton. I didn't realise in those days that you could get brindle and wheaton ones. Uh-huh. I just thought because my mum had always had black ones, I just thought Scotties were black. Well, that's very true. A lot of people uh, assume that Scottish Terriers only come in black, and they're wrong, and we all know that. We all know that. We all now know that now. We've yeah. wised up. Wonderful. Uh, well, that's a fantastic story. So that's how your Westie briefly became a Scotty. Um, but back to um, to Sophie, and of course, the the news is is very recent and and uh, and, and, very, and very sad. But uh, you you had more than fifteen whole years with uh, with with her. I think she said she was what six months old when when you yeah. when you yeah. picked her up. Yeah. And um, how how was that first moment when you picked up a rescue? I know mean, a lot of people sort of say, "Well, we'd rather have a puppy because we can then train them and mould them into our way of living." How did how did you cope with uh, rehoming another Scottish Terry like that? Um, I think because with my with my first one with Holly, because she was so quiet. Um, she, she was she was very content. She was happy to just lay there, be cuddled. Mm. Um, I thought, perhaps if I get a puppy, I can do the same with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Sophie wasn't one for cuddles unless it was on her terms. Ah, right. She, right, little madam. She was an absolute madam. She really was. <laughs> well, Scottish Terriers are renowned for being... Um, you know, quite stubborn. Uh, would you say that she was as stubborn as others, or more than others? Um, she was very food orientated. Food orientated. Always get round her with food. Yeah. Um, she, I trained her on puppy biscuits, and she stayed on puppy biscuits. You know, like little bo- little puppy bones. Mm. And if you wanted her to do anything that she didn't want to do, if you said the word biscuit, she would do it. Right. Um, and people would ask me, oh, is your dog called Biscuit? If you were out on a walk, um, her recall skills weren't excellent unless you shouted Biscuit. Um, right. To which people thought my dog was actually called Biscuit because as soon as you said it, she came. Well, one of mine is called Pudding, so you know <laughs> it could be a Biscuit, I guess. Yeah. And we've got a, an interesting podcast coming up in the next few weeks about another Scottish Terrier from the 1940s, a lovely story where we'll be back about that later on no no pre-advertising let's come back to sophie so one question i have for you is this is according to your own um your own write-up of of sophie on her profile on our website uh, you said that sophie is a true scotty stubborn loving on her terms yep. and my faithful companion yep. would you add anything to that i wish i could have had a longer yeah yeah it's what we all it's all what we all would like wouldn't wouldn't we i mean let's face it that's what I'm we would all selfish. like and yes i wish i could have had her longer but she was in a lot of pain was she, wasn't she in she, in the end i would say she was in pain the day before she died mm. she was very stoic very stoic um and i think when i look back i was told in november the year before that she had kennel cough Mm-hmm. And the more I think about it, no, she didn't have kennel cough. That was the start of her heart failure mm-hmm. because she had a cough. And despite antibiotics and metacam, the cough subsided to a certain extent, but it was still there. Um, and to be honest, it was well controlled 
until probably the July, beginning of July, um, when she'd gone for a six-month checkup on Metacam, and the vet said to me, it was a different vet. Mm -hmm. She hasn't got a collapsed trachea from her kennel cough. She said, I can tell you now, she's got a heart murmur, and that is why she's coughing. She's in heart failure. And that was such a shock. Um, but immediately they put her on medication, and within 24 hours, she was back to being, you know, sort of a six, seven-year-old, bouncing mm -hmm. about, ready to go for her walks. She, you know, there was no stopping her. She was quite happy to go for a two-mile walk, um, and she wasn't out of breath. She, you know, she, she wasn't a dog that would sit down on a walk. She just kept going and going and going, and she stayed like that until the day before. Unfortunately, I had her put to sleep. Um, the day before that, she just suddenly stopped. She wouldn't eat. She wouldn't drink. And she wouldn't take our medication. And within 24 hours, the fluid had just built up so much around her heart and on her lungs that the poor soul could barely breathe. So would you say that between November of last year and August of this year when you lost her, that she had in a way she she had basically a very good quality of life she she while she was on the medication uh, she continued she to be absolutely fine you, you wouldn't know she'd gone for her boosters on the mm. 13th of august and the vet said to me i can't believe this dog is 15 year old she mm. said she runs along like a two-year-old incredible and, i mean apart from being completely deaf mm. um you, you would never know and she just kept looking at her and she said, she is, she's 15. I said, yes, 2006 she was born. And as I say, that was the 13th of August and sadly, 25th of August, she she crossed the Rainbow Bridge. So tell us if you can, um, I mean, this seems quite remarkable that she went from being very, very stable and healthy and vibrant uh, to suddenly a moment where she was refusing the medication and, and it was obvious that, that that this was now looking rather precarious, her uh, future. W what do you think caused that? I mean, has the vet been able to give you some some kind of explanation that, that you, you, you can you can accept? Um, the, the, the type of heart murder she had was um, myxomatosis. Mm. And as you know, myxomatosis kills rabbits immediately. Yeah. Whereas in dogs, it usually it it's usually quite quick. But I mean, she'd had it for eight nine months. It's usually anything from eight days to a month. Mm. So I think, to be honest, she basically just kept fighting. Sounds to me like Sophie really had the constitution of an ox. I mean, it sounds like she was very very tough and a survivor and someone who wasn't going to give up easily. That, that was the impression I got, that she didn't want to give up for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you said as you, uh, earlier that you were very close and very attached and that she was very much your, your companion. Yes, she was. Yeah, yeah. So um, is there anything in terms of, I mean, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this will, will want to know, you know, wow, you know, 15 years and 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 that's that's well beyond the average survival rate for a Scottish Terrier, which is more in the sort of area of 12 years. Yeah. Um, was there anything that you were doing um, that you think helped prolong her life? I mean, what, what, was it the food you were offering? What you know? Are there any any tips you can give to others? Um, 
Um, she didn't have human food. Right. Um, unless it dropped on the floor and it would be something like a carrot. Mm. That would be the only human food she ever had. Right. So um, she never had a nice steak from the plate? No. Right. No, nothing like that. <laughs> okay. Um, she had kibble all her life. She had hills mm-hmm. um, or royal canin. Mm-hmm. And then as she, as she got into her senior years, from age 11, I used to mix two together, Hill Senior and Royal Canin Senior, so that she had a little bit of variety. Um, but she had one meal a day of her kibble. She had two shapes for breakfast, and that was it. Right. Um, lunch was a third of a dental stick. She had immaculate teeth. She never had any problems with her teeth, and I never cleaned them for her. And she had no tartar. She had beautiful white teeth. Oh, wonderful. Um, and I can only say that, you know, she she, she was never ill. Um, I think she had one ear infection, and that was, I think that was in July this year anyway. She had an, well, it wasn't an ear infection. She came in holding her head to one side. Mm. And obviously I took her to the vet, and the vet said he couldn't find anything. But he put the plugs in that they leave. It's an antibiotic and an antifungal thing um, that lasts for 10 days in the year instead mm. of them having repeated eye drops. The ear drops, you mean, yes. Yeah, yes. it's a slow-release thing that they leave in the ear. Yep. But apart from that, she was never, ever ill. She was such a strong... Well, she was strong as an ox, as you say. How wonderful. It sounds to me like you were blessed with a dog that was simply healthy from the word go. It sounds that, I mean, it doesn't sound from what you're describing that you were doing anything particularly different. You know, we all like to say, you know, there's a superwoman here, a super dog or, or, you know, it sounds like you were just giving her the the, the correct, you were following the correct procedure, which is to, to shun human food to give her canine food um she had uh, as you say a diet of one meal a day uh it sounds really does sound to me like you you weren't going out of your your way particularly and it would say while listeners might well wonder oh those brands that you mentioned they must be wonderful i i think i should caution just here and now that while we have absolutely no problem with the uh, with the choices that you've made in terms of the diet and the brands that you chose, that is not to say that they necessarily will in any way enhance uh, the longevity of your Scottish Terrier. So anyone who's listening should just bear that in mind, that um, it, you know it's very good that you've been very candid about that, Sarah, um, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that the food is in any way different and better than, than other brands. Um, it sounds to me like, really, you, you were just blessed with with having a dog that was very healthy and and had a lot of fortitude. Yes. I mean, that's wonderful. I mean, that's just, you know, I mean, I can can share this with you, that ever since my two came along, and they were puppies when we got them, uh, Picush and Pudding, I I have always, from the start, I know it sounds awfully morbid, but, you know, from the start, I've always looked at them and worried and thought to myself, what's it going to be like the day we have to part, you know? And it sounds like a crazy thing to say in front of dogs which are barely a year old. But, you know, you start to try and sort of think through, what's it going to be like? What's it going to be like? And it's pointless because, of course, it's more, it's better to give them love while you can yeah. than to worry about, well, what happens when they're gone? When they're gone, it's mostly me who's going to be uh, and those and, and my wife and those who've cared for those dogs who are going to feel 
the, the loss, obviously. We're the survivors who then uh, suffer the loss. But in a way, it's a pointless thing to be worrying about up front. Um, the most important thing is to enjoy them, nurture them, for, and love them for as long as you can. Would you say that's right? I certainly would. And, uh, you know, so while it's a weird thing for me to, to do, um, I kind of think and reflect, well, there's really no point in, in, in taking that approach. It, it's, it's better just to, to get on and be positive about all the time you have together. And, and if you're lucky enough to have more than the average 12 years with your Scottish Terrier, then you know something's You've really been. gone well. And, and, and yeah. you, you count it as a bonus almost, really. Don't punish yourself if your dog doesn't live that long. Don't blame yourself. It's not your fault. You know. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a little bit like people. You know, they say the average age is three score and ten. Mm. But my husband was 50 when he dropped down dead. He didn't mm. drink. He didn't smoke. He wasn't overweight. He was fit as a fiddle. But unfortunately, he had an, um, an underlying heart condition that we knew nothing about. Right. You know, it, it's just with dogs, it's the same as people. You just don't know. You hope they will live for as long as possible, but it, you know, sadly, some dogs do have illnesses. So true, and and very well uh, expressed. And thank you for sharing that, and um, as well relating it back to us as humans as well in all of this. Mm. I think that's very very special. I mean, so Sophie. Um, uh, was obviously um, a lovely girl. I mean, I, we 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 saw some of the photos. Used to share them on WhatsApp with the with the club members. Everybody absolutely was transfixed on uh, photos of the great dame, as we started to call her. Mm. Um, she gave us a lot of pleasure. But I know that now you, if you wish to tell us a little bit about this, you've got a new pleasure coming your way. Are you are you okay to tell us a bit about this? I am. Um... And it's not just one, it's two. Oh, my goodness, I didn't know this. Two? <laughs> yes. Um, they are called Bumble and Bertie. Ooh. But you may know them as Angus and Tobermory. Oh, you're, you're getting Tobermory as well. Yes. Right. A lot of people who don't who are not members of the club will think, what are we talking about? Um, <laughs> without giving too much away, do, do you want to tell us what this is about and, and how it is that members of the club might know about this story? know Kate um, who has a lovely dog called Whiskey and Whiskey produced five beautiful puppies um, before Sophie died and I got myself into such a state and Kate invited me to her house to go and stay for a few days and I went down there with the impression I am not coming back with another dog, I will not come back with another dog and Whilst I was there, I fell in love with little Angus. He's the smallest of the bunch. Oh. And Tobermory was so gentle. He kept hiding in the bushes. And I said to Kate, if you don't get anybody that wants him, I would like Tobermory. She said, right, that's it, he's yours. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> or, more, or words to that effect. Um, so what? I'm hopefully going to pick them up in the middle of next month. Oh, lovely, in October. Fantastic. Yeah. 
Now, tell us about Tobermory, because um, we, we certainly indeed um, on the WhatsApp group, um, Kate is a member of the London Scotty Club as well, and, and she had this lovely litter of pups, and uh, she's been sending us photos weighing weighing them with a sort of flower weight weight machine or whatever in the kitchen. Uh, these little uh, uh, furs, uh, fur balls. Uh, it's been really entertaining getting, uh, obviously, her, her reports um, almost day by day as to how they're growing. Um, and then we we started to hear that one by one they were, were they were being snapped up as they would be because they are absolutely adorable. Um, now I know that you did a little bit of puppy sitting down there, so you obviously had a chance to properly introduce yourself to the pups and to see what what makes them tick and, and what they're like. But tell us about Tobermory because Tobermory I think was the last one to be claimed. Why were people so reluctant to take on Tobermory? I mean, by the way, I think it's a lovely name. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think um, Kate had actually got round to advertising them, to be honest. Um, right. So, okay. So it just meant to be that you were down there, and then you 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 said if 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 you don't take, get takers for Tobermory, I would like to. Yeah, I mean, I'd always said if anything hap- ever happened to Sophie, because Sophie was on her own, mm. um, or a, a lone dog, if you like, mm. she'd actually come from, when, when I rescued her, ironically, they had a Westie as well, and they asked if I wanted him, and I said no. Um, <laughs> so Sophie had come from a house where they had um, another dog mm. and also two cats. Right. So, and I felt a little guilty that she was then brought here on her own. But I thought, no, I'm here all day with her. Um, She'd be absolutely fine. Mm. But I always said if anything ever happened to her, I would have two if I were to replace her. Well, not rep- you can't replace her, but if I were to get another dog, I would like two. Mm. Um, and I telephoned my daughter whilst I was at Kate's, and I said that I was thinking of getting one. And my daughter said, what, just one? You said you wanted two. I said, I know, but she said, no, there's no buts, Mum. If you want to, get two. So I thought long and hard about it, and I thought, OK. <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. Wonderful. OK, well, it sounds like next month is going to be very busy for you as yeah. you induct two, not just one, Scottish Terry in the house. So a few chair legs will probably be... Um, cut in half and, you know, the usual things that come with it. More wallpaper and skirting boards will be removed. Um, you know, that's that's part of the, the carpentry work that Scottish Terriers are famous for. Yeah. But you're going to be really, really busy, I, I can tell. Um, but how, what a wonderful, what a wonderful story. So two new uh, Bumble and what's the, the other one going to be renamed? Bertie. Bertie, that was so it. Bumble is Angus. Yep. And Bertie is Tobamori. How absolutely lovely. And what made you choose, um, I mean, Bumble, I know there's a story, there's a connection here because of Kate, um, Kate having horse. a horse. Yes. Yeah, Kate's first horse was called Bumble. And what, what made you decide on Bertie? I mean, Because I think Tobermory is a lovely name. It's a bit of a mouthful, I admit, but it's a lovely name. But the problem is, when I, bought, when I got Sophie, she was actually called Toby when I got her. Ah, Toby? She was a girl. She was a girl, but she was called Toby. No. I mean, yeah. I know this is the 21st century and yeah. all that, but that's a bit bit over the top <laughs> so that was the reason why i changed his name because because obviously it would be mm. shortened to toby and that was that was a little bit too much for me right with sophie right gotcha gotcha i understand well look i think uh, you know bertie is also a very dignified name and we know you're going to have a lot of joy and fun please do share your photos on the whatsapp group with members as they grow up i'm sure everyone's going to be absolutely thrilled to bits 
And uh, thank you so much for joining us today on the programme, Sarah, to talk about Sophie and not only to talk about uh, Bumble and Bertie as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, George. Thanks for listening to London Scotty Radio. This and all our podcasts are available online at londonscotty.club. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe to us from your favourite podcast player app. Also visit us on YouTube for fun videos. And if you have a Scottish Terrier in London or nearby, be sure to join us.